All right, joining us now is a man that can do everything. He's jumped on a plane. He is in New Zealand, and he's seen a pretty impressive knock from an Australian number four who saved the day with the Aussies getting themselves to 279. Jared Waitley is with us. Jared, thanks for your time. Kane, Jared, Kane, you haunt my every moment from the time that Cam Green kicked into the 70s. The text started to come through. They wanted me to find out whether you're watching or not. Um, wow, what an inning. Um, it, was, it was a bit of a uh, hassle getting here, but I tell you what, it was absolutely worth it to see Cam Green play that knock. And it was an important knock giving, given how w- wobbly the Australian uh, sort of upper order was. Very much so, and... So it answers a couple of questions, Jared. The first is, is, why does Australia want Green in the team and is therefore prepared to shuffle everything to have him there? Yep. Well, that's the reason. So it feels to me like the chemistry of the team is off at the moment. Yeah, heard your commentary, yep. Kawaja getting bogged down and, and then there's sort of a bullet a gate when Head and Marsh come in. But that's the reason is they've got him pegged as the batter of the next generation. They don't want him on the sidelines for too long. Mm. It's why Smith decided himself to go up and open to make sure that Green was in the team. And, and that's why he's such an imposing figure at the crease. His driving is, is just something to behold. He's so powerful. And then when he accelerated, once he started to go through the gears from the 60s to the 70s, it happened in such a hurry. He's, he is such a stylish cricketer to watch. And he showed a fair bit of courage. I mean, they were eight down, so he, he, he could have been stranded, but... When he got to 90, he just went bang, bang, bang. Yes. So as soon as Lyon went, there was one over left in the day's play. Yeah. And Ian Smith was thinking he should just be just be cautious and make sure you're there tomorrow morning. But that, that wasn't it at all. So three boundaries later, and he'd, he'd hustled in five balls to, to his ton. So I, I contrast that century to the one that he scored in Ahmedabad, which was his first. That was, that was the most docile pitch, um, a test match that might still be going if it was timeless. Yep. Um, so that was, a, that was a moment for him. But this is so much more than that. He comes to mm. the middle when Australia's two for 65. He watches wickets fall quickly. Kawaja and Head are gone. Um, so he's, he's the mainstay. And as it turns out, he's made 103 of 279 as we reach the end of the day's play. So this, uh, this is such an important innings for him. Kudos on a few fronts. The selectors left him in Australia rather than bringing him here for the white ball games. They gave him one extra shield match where he scored a century. And I have no doubt that he'll reflect on that and what that meant to have his batting in order by the time that he got here. He had to get through some really tricky bowling early where it looked like he might nick off through the first 20 or 25 balls. And then he progressively asserted himself and that that acceleration at the end was something to behold. At Stubbs, the Aussies are 9 for 279. Cam Green unbeaten on 103 with 16 fours. Jarrett, the conditions look tough, but, I mean, it didn't stop a few of our batsmen getting reasonable starts. I speak of Smith. You spoke about Kawaja, who was slow, and Mitch Marsh was in that category as well, but they didn't go on with it, which was disappointing. So I think I felt through the day that 280 was about the mark. So they're 279 now with the one wicket in hand. I think Australia will bowl very well on this pitch. So it is, it's green. Uh, and for various stages of the day, the conditions did favour good swing bowling. I thought New Zealand bowled really aggressively. They used their bouncer a lot after lunch in particular to try to rough Australia up. They struck a few um, and got a few decent blows. But I do feel like those runs on the board is 
Hazelwood in particular will bowl so well on this and that the pace of Stark and Cummins. So they, they at least have something to bowl with now because when Carey went, and that was that was a bit of a soft dismissal, 6 for 176, you're sort of thinking, will they actually, will they get the number on the board to be able to play with? Uh, and that's sort of been the question of their whole summer is Australia hasn't made 300 with the regularity that we would expect for the team. They have sort of defaulted to conditions on that front as the rationale why the conditions certainly play a role here but I do feel like they've got a, a good number on the board now but yeah you're right there's only the one player through 50 don't feel like Kawaja was never quite in Marsh mm. goes at that good clip um I mean yeah it, it was I feel like they've done quite well to have the runs on the board that they do. But all of a sudden, the, the monkey that's been on the back of Kawaja is just starting to look a bit more like a gorilla. Yeah, I, and so this is a really interesting question for a few players in the team. Is So where's Kawaja scoring at the moment? So it, we don't expect him to go at a runnable or anything like that, but he does get dried up, and then without Warner there at the other end, it becomes more pronounced. And the other player who's just... Who's I lost, actually meant to... I meant Labashane rather than, yeah, than Kawaja. Labashane's totally yeah. lost. Yeah. He's lost in his own head. Um, all the things he spoke about coming into the test match, he didn't do any of them, and he was yep. scratching around his mark. You couldn't see him scoring, so what, he faced 27 balls and made the one run. Yeah. Um, and then he nicked off in the way that he has been. So there are flaws in his game that will torture him because he speaks about being the perfectionist, but uh, he needs the shrinks couch at the moment to find his way through it because once he gets out in the middle, he's just consumed by it and all his idiosyncrasies are sort of, they're, they're swallowing up the, the stroke player that we have seen when he's been at his best. So it's a tough spot for him to work through, Jared. Is he going to work through it, Jared, or is he going to have a spell and just uh, sometimes you need to drop blows to release the pressure and let them come back? Yeah, so he'll definitely play both tests here. And then we don't play again until November yeah. against India. So he'll have the county summer, um, so the English winter to work through it. And he'll have a good dose of Sheffield Shield before next summer. Australia would dearly love him to work through it right now and mm. leave here with a score because he's the sort of player that it will it will play on his mind if he finishes this test summer without the scores that that he's used to and, um, and probably is knocked up with regularity and ease, but he's a long way from that now. I feel like um, there's no risk to his place in the team right now and hopefully it favours him that there's no more test cricket till November. I absolutely think he'll be batting three against India, um, but he needs to have found some form by then. Mm. Is there a comp for him in Australian cricket history, do you think, Jared? I mean, is there, is there a comparable <laughs> player who's played a lot of test cricket now he's nearly at 50 tests he averages 50 he's 29 and then has gone through a shocking form slump as a kid I remember Mark Taylor, Mark Taylor I know he's a, he was, a, he was chapel, an dude. opener but yeah I mean everyone every batsman of note unless you're the best of the best has a patch that uh, they struggle and then it's how you absorb that so I think mm. Rick Chappell example is a really good one he couldn't make a run but he always said he was batting well. He just kept getting out. Yep. I think Marnus is totally the opposite. I think he is consumed by the by the doubts in his game and the failures that are mounting up against him. So it's how does he work his way through that? And then, you know, it, it is for batters to solve their issues. And then the, the coaching 
would offer some assistance on that front. He looks in need of coaching, to my eye, just to help him through it because, uh, yeah, because he obsesses over these things and he's the first to say it, that the torture of being the perfectionist. Um, Mm, Maybe he needs guidance right now. How do you think Nathan Lyon will bowl in these conditions? Well, so the last time Australia um, played here, it was Lyon who bowled them to to victory. They were a long way ahead of the game. So um, this is the the trick with New Zealand and the way they went about it was to play the fourth seamer. And while Cougar Lyon has two wickets, he was the least effective of their bowlers. And you just won't. Santner's nowhere near the bowlers that Lyon is. So... I feel like Australia's attack is beautifully balanced for a pitch like this, and the chance to bowl fourth on it will really bring Lyon into the game. You'd like to see him play a defining role at the moment because um, he wasn't quite the bowler that that he usually is through the Australian Mm. summer. Um, Mm. Once he got through that milestone and he's coming off the long break, so again, for his... um, for, for his own um, esteem and for his place in the scheme of things, I, I think he will play a big role here, and I, and I hope that he does. So just looking at Wellington's weather, you got a really good day tomorrow, uh, all yeah. the just 22. 22 on Saturday, but it looks like a windy day, and then maybe some uh, rain on Sunday and Monday. Yeah, so I think day five in particular at the moment could be a bit dicey. Uh, the the one rider I'll put on this, this is my first time to Wellington. Yep. But I flew in this morning with 0% chance of rain and it was raining. Right. And it rained for a couple of hours. Okay. So I don't know how much to trust the forecast. But we're being told, yeah, two, two totally fine days and then Sunday's forecast has been getting better. This feels to me like a, a four-day test match given mm-hmm. how far it's progressed on day one. So... Fingers crossed we'll be right to, to get it played uh, without interruption through to its conclusion. And I take it you watched Melbourne and uh, Carlton. Did that uh, wind its way over the ditch? I was following along uh, in Auckland. I had a rather unusual travel day, I think it's fair to say. So right. I, I was following, but I couldn't get it. Oh. Um, so I was following vicariously through everybody else's thoughts. And then I was uh, finally I was able to get the, the SEN app going and was able to, to listen to a bit there. But um, bur- yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Joe, you, 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 you can tell you've me buried how much the- you want to draw from it. Well, yeah, well, we, we've touched on that already this evening yeah. and what to take from practice games and the lessons from last year. But you've buried the lead here. What what was interesting about your travel day? I'm intrigued. <laughs> so I had an early start and got to the airport. And my flight to Christchurch had been cancelled, which oh. I didn't know. And then I was redirected to a flight to Auckland uh, four hours later, which then got delayed by three hours. And by the time we got to Wellington, the last flight, uh, by the time we got to Auckland, the last flight to Wellington had already gone. So it was the night in the Auckland Airport Hotel before the 6.30 flight in here this morning. So I think it's fair to say patience was uh, was a bit strained by the end of it I all. I can imagine. You did I well not imagine. to name the airline. You've done yeah, well I'm so sure. far. I'm, I'm, you I'm, do I'm, have to get home, though. Yes, is that right? The two worst travel experiences I've ever had have both been triggered by New Zealand Airlines. So there you go. There you go. A a lesser person would have gone to Twitter and complained about that, Jared. So uh, you didn't do that. Uh, You'll be back in your regular spot on Monday, I assume. Will you make it back by then for for opening round Uh, in the week of? If I. If I can make it back for Monday, I will, but I'll certainly be there Tuesday if I mm. happen to miss Monday. I'm at the mercy, I'm at the mercy of yes. scheduled flights and stuff yeah. when we do get back. But, yeah, I've got 360 Monday night as well, so I'll definitely be back in the country Monday at some stage. 
Looking forward to it. Jared Robo back with AFL 360, and he'll definitely be back with Waitley on Tuesday and behind the microphone for a huge AFL season as well. The best caller in the business. Thanks for your time. Terrific, Kane. Thanks, Jared. The Aussies had a pretty good day. According to Jared Pass score, they will perhaps just go over if they can eke out another 10 to 15 runs tomorrow morning when play resumes. But at Stumps, nine for 279. And hit me with your best. Hit me with your best, Cam with your Green text. Stoke. 0433 98 11 16 is the temper text. It's good to see him make some runs, is what but I But you're not say, convinced. It has been a long time between drinks. I've always seen the talent. I just think he was played before he was ready. Mm. And That's not I mean, his I fault. Was, but I was, I, was, I was right on this until today, and yep. everyone is coming out swinging because he's made one score.